Hey, it's Chris from the Spectacular Salbacem Air Podcast. Join me here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network as well as other composers, musicians from the music industry as we talk about the Spider-Man music library from the soundtracks to the score for the amazing Spider-Man films, the Sam Raimi films, the MCU movies, and some other treats as well. Hope you enjoy it here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network, Web of Music, coming soon. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Spectacular Sal Basima Era podcast with uh, Spectacular Spider-Man issue 162. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and joining me from Screen Rant and the Dorkening Network is... Hey everybody, it's Drew. Happy New Year to you all, web slingers. And tonight, again, we are talking about issue 162, continuing our three-part Carrion Hobgoblin story arc. And Drew has the plot synopsis for us for this uh, spooky issue. Indeed. I mean, what what better way to start than the demon and the dead man? Uh, Written by Jerry Conway. Of course, pencils by Sal Bashama. Inked by Sal. Colored by Bob Sharon. Letter by Rich Parker. And, of course, Jim Salcrup is the editor. This is uh, published March 1990. So... Um, basically what happens is that Hobgoblin, uh, with a vengeance against Spider-Man, uh, decides to go to the maximum security prison, aka the vault, for super criminals that are too dangerous to be put into regular prisons, uh, to bust out Carrion. Of course, this Carrion, as Spider-Man would note, is not the original one that he battled years ago that was created by Miles Warren, who believes himself to still be Miles Warren, but this is actually... Malcolm McBride, who was a student at uh, ESU, Empire State University, that was infected by the carrion virus, turning him into the new carrion. Uh, The Hobgoblin saves himself from a a just death, as carrion is quite philosophical in his opinion about life, by reminding him that Spider-Man is a true villain. So upon that, we have a few other storylines. We have Peter uh, wondering if he should have said something to Malcolm McBride's family earlier instead of holding back the information so he could find a cure. Uh, Mary Jane, who takes him on a lovely picnic, the, uh, pretty much agrees with that. And then we also have uh, Peter, uh, Peter realizing that the Hobgoblin and Carrion have hit the uh, Four Freedoms Plaza, the new headquarters of the Fantastic Four, where all of their research about the, about Carrion has been stolen, thus proving to Carrion that he is not uh, Miles Warren, he is Malcolm McBride, which just blows his mind. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson offers jo, uh, Robbie Robertson, not Robbie, Joe Robertson, a offer to work with him instead of being the president and publisher of the Daily Bugle. Uh, Joe, of course, says he'll work with Jonah always. Uh, Peter decides after talking to Mary Jane that he's going to go to Malcolm's mother to tell her her the truth, regardless of how, of course, painful it is because the world is always on his shoulders. And while, of course, Martha McBride is doing the dishes, she is frightened by seeing what's left of her son, a.k.a. Carrion. Um, They have a tender moment, which is then interrupted by Spider-Man coming in. Uh, He fights... um, 
trying to reason with Carrion that they can still cure him. Carrion doesn't believe that. This is interrupted by Hobgoblin, who, of course, is blind is blinded from Peter's spider sense due to the fact that he is essentially now a demon. Um, he's knocked out. They pull him into the sewers with the promise that whatever they're going to do, they're probably going to kill him, and Hobgoblin will watch joyfully. And that's pretty much the episode. The issue, you mean? Or- Either way. The uh, cover has uh, a faded-out hobgoblin in the background with carry-on hovering above Spider-Man. And the title reading, The Spectacular Spider-Man versus Hobgoblin and the Unliving Carry-On together for the first time, for the for the first fearful time, the demon mm-hmm. and the dead man, which is the kind of name of this two-part uh, issue, even though there's no mm-hmm. part one, part two. I don't yeah. know what the decision is with editorial when they put a part one, part two on there sometimes, and sometimes they don't, because these yeah. three story, three issues are all heavily tied together. Exactly. But I will say, Chris, that I really do enjoy this era of Spider-Man, because I personally enjoy the little horror elements here. I mean, you know, uh, Hobgoblin is definitely proving that he's not just some sort of two-bit copy of the green goblin which is kind of what he almost became in the beginning you know he's a force to be reckoned with and then continuing the that instead of retconning what happened to him in inferno is great it really does up his his fear factor and his threat factor as well and then teaming up with carrion who you know is a real interesting threat because like you've you've said before we are not going to see hobgoblin for a while until the sinister six reform and then we're not going to see Carrion for even longer till Maximum Carnage. Um, so, you know, it's just so great to see these characters oddly teaming up. And it's a frightful duo because you have this, this demonic character who not only does he have all these superpowers that are supernaturally based, he has all of the, the, the essentially his hobgoblin tech. And then he has his partner who literally can destroy anything he touches. Like, it's a pretty formidable pair and it works, you know? So, um, and of course, you know, um, on another note, Peter, again, everything is his fault. And the world all the way down the shoulders. Um, but I, for me, I really enjoyed when, when you're carrying meeting his mother and you have that, that almost tender moment that is then, of course, robbed by Spider-Man swinging in, fighting to protect her. Um, overall, again, Jerry Conway does everything is paced really well. All the little bits of the stories are 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 really played out nicely. Um, I, again, I, I really no compl- anytime I read an issue by Jerry Conway, I have no complaints. It, everything the, is just great. At the top of the issue on the cover, by the way, uh, we have the boxes of the main characters for the issue again. Something Marvel did from time to time. Uh, Joe Robinson, J. Jonah Jameson, a guardsman. Um, the uh, Professor Swan, Peter's bio- mm-hmm. uh, Peter's teacher. Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic, and his wife Mary Jane. Um, the coloring in this is very different, but all of the... Credits are the exact same that we've had before, but you look at the coloring mm-hmm. in this issue compared to previous issues, especially where we see Hobgoblin flying over the vault, it's yeah. just popping a lot more, and I wonder why. Yeah, yeah, I was noticing that too, but I, I, I will say this. You brought up that. It's nice that the, the, the way of the, the cover is because it gives it a kind of like an odd soap opera-y kind of feel. You know, I, I actually like it because it, it's a little different 
um, then you know sometimes a lot of covers are just one single image. Uh, it's usually very nicely detailed, or two characters, or like an interlinked cover kind of deal. This one was was it was you know it's not my most favorite, but it was definitely very cool and nicely spooky. But I liked that at the top because I was like it it you knew what you're getting into. You knew all the all your characters are there. Uh, you know, so there's no way that you can't know what you're going to read. So it's, it's clever. Uh, I wonder, I think this is the first time. Yes. This is the first time in this comic book, we will see the guardsman armor. Uh, they mm -hmm. were basically designed by Tony Stark, but then Tony Stark during his armor wars would take back his, uh, the guardsman armor and they would use mm -hmm. a copycat version of it. And I believe this is the copycat version of that guardsman armor. Yeah. And it's, that was definitely one of the creepier scenes because you it literally looked like the guardsman who got the drop on Hobgoblin was was gonna win. And and uh Carrion was able to essentially still do his thing even through a crack in the guardsman's armor. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. What is the guardsman's connection to Spider-Man, Drew? Uh God, give me a second. They were I, both I, created by Steve Dicko. Oh, shit, right, yeah. Avengers uh, Annual number 15 uh, was drawn and written by uh, Danny Figueroth and Steve Dicko, and uh, that was the first appearance know. of the Guardsman armor. Uh, a lot of people suspect that we will possibly be seeing the Guardsman popping up in the MCU with the Armor Wars TV show. It would, it would make sense. I mean, it's funny because I remember my first memory of the Guardsman, I think, is the Amazing Spider-Man arc. It was like... A little few years further in, it was the, during the Mark Bagley era, where I think it was the guardsmen um, tasked with taking out the Venom. Uh, yeah, that does happen time to time. And the guardsmen would show up in uh, Marvel video games like, um, uh, you know, Maximum Carnage and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was just, it, it's always very, it's always when it's, it's uh, villains that are you can't just take out with regular guards it's always like it's probably they're the pre-hulkbuster shield agents you know wondering what um i wonder how the hobgoblin would have fared in a fight with the fantastic four um this is the newly assembled fantastic four so i don't mm -hmm. know 1990 i think this is uh this is uh this is the Fantastic Four, but Sharon uh Ventru is replaced Ben Grimm as the thing. Mm -hmm. I believe. Um Johnny yeah. is still married to Skrull Alicia Masters. Right. So this is just before that revelation, because nineteen ninety one is the thirtieth uh, anniversary of the Fantastic Four. Um, mm -hmm. The day that we're recording this, uh, Marvel will begin at some point kicking off the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man this year. Because this year is the 60th Ooh. anniversary of the creation of Spider-Man. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. Yeah, last year was the 60th anniversary of the Fantastic Four. Oh, well, that makes sense why they were doing some big stuff with them. Yeah. Um, the... Um, Peter, uh, when he goes after, uh, gets some, some advice from Dr. Swan, ignores the newspaper, says, break out at the vault. If he had read that, he would know, of course, uh, about uh, Carry On breaking out. Well, you know, unfortunately, there there are always things that, that characters will never notice because it doesn't help the story. It's because um, he's got a hot redhead wife to uh, pay attention to. <laughs> indeed. Um you know, and I, I, I just learned from this that apparently Peter Parker's guilt 
is just so great that he'll never really there be there to sample dessert. And I'm like, I wonder. That's a, that's a, that's a secret to staying in shape is he's always ducking out before dessert. Because if I was knowing me, I was like, no, no, Karen can wait. What did you bring for me, sir? Um, the lair that Hobgoblin has set up with the, the little kitchenette and everything I think is adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact I, that I, he I, even I, eats is like, okay. <laughs> and, and also I, I loved in the beginning when you have these explanations of what these situations are and then, oh, yeah, it's this. Like, oh, no, 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 otherwise, it's breakout. And I'm just like, what law and order shit is this? You yeah. Know, like, heavily explained situations. I was like, all right, we got it. Okay, Hopefully also, people are fucking crazy. there's a continuity bit of a continuity blah. Um, in Spider-Man number 26, I believe, it's one of the 30th anniversary uh, hologram covers for the adjectiveless uh-huh. Spider-Man. Um, okay. there's a, there's a, the last story in it is Peter explaining his powers to MJ. The whole thing is drawn by Mark Bagley. Um, right. and you see P, uh, MJ looking hot as hell in shadows with like red eyes, by the way, <laughs> like about to hit Peter from behind and he ducks out of the way and says that, uh, um, she telegraphed her blow and that is why he knew she was coming to jump out of the way, not because his wife would set off his spider sense. However, in this, his spider sense is set off by Mary Jane. Right. That, oh. I think, I think it's, it's, it's the problem of one writer not explaining to the other writer about what will set off Peter's spider sense. Aunt May, Mary Jane, you know, Robbie, you know, people that he's close to would not set off his spider sense. Jonah Jameson probably would set off his spider sense because Jonah's oh, yeah. always had it out for Peter. Uh, if you yeah, watch No Way Home, Jonah has it out for Peter. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yes, and and just on a side note, uh, we haven't talked about it, but I just want to say that I thoroughly enjoyed No Way Home when I got to see it. Um, that's right. probably one of the best Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. And honestly, when I heard it, it it's doing so great, I, I was like, yes, it's a well-deserved achievement. So, the- could, I, I, yeah. This is the first time we get um, the McBride uh, mother. She would resurface later on when Peter um, attempts to completely cure McBride of being carry-on. Mm-hmm. Last right. time I checked, current in current continuity, I don't think carry-on has been around for a while, but I might be wrong and might have misremembered something. But I swear to God, I'm pretty sure he got cured of the carry-on virus by... Uh, uh, Dagger, when Dagger used her light powers to stop Shriek and Carnage and the rest of them? Yeah, that sounds... Because her, her lightness is just pure... Um, you know what I mean? It's 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 a cure-all mm-hmm. for evil. You know what I mean? Because that's, mm-hmm. that's why her and Cloak have to stay together because otherwise he'll become... Just complete complete darkness, and 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 reading the notes on another website, it is true. He only becomes carry on again because of Judas Traveler, who's a character we're never going to get into and not worth mentioning, um, because this podcast ends just before the Clone Saga. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Chris, you are right. Um, By the way, yeah. people, this is going to be the most depressing podcast ending ever because at the time that we end this podcast. Peter's going to have to deal with like the fallout of maximum carnage, his parents being life model decoys and him further uh, going into the spider personification, leaving Peter behind. Oh my God. What Spider-Man ending on a down note? No, (laughs) 
Um, There's only but, one time, by the way, that Peter ever did that before. Did you ever read the 24 hours of Spider-Man issue where he decided to be Spider-Man for 24 hours straight, helping everyone in New York he possibly could just to piss off the new mayor of New York, who was J. Jonah Jameson? I did not, but that's fantastic. It's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. And he's he's upbeat and happy about it. And then he crashes at the end because he's so tired. But he's just like, I'm going to help everyone in New York just to piss off Jameson. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and he does. Um, he helps like all these people. He, he, you know, he hangs out with super superheroes and 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 cause you know stops a calamity in New York that you know whatever who's ever attacking New York that week. It, it's so uh, much fun. <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, um, this is great. Another great issue. Uh, this whole story arc is fantastic. And yes, carry on, uh, carry on. Hobgoblin defeats Spider Man. Uh, at the end of our notes, he gets him right in the face and drags him down to the sewer. Yep, it's, it's it's very it's it's very ominous. Next issue, things go bad to worse uh, as Spider-Man finds himself the prisoner of the Hobgoblin. Carry on. In the meantime, yep. the diabolical Mister Fear returns in Web of Spider-Man number sixty-three, and the non-mutant madness continues. An Amazing Spider-Man three hundred thirty-one is our hero pals around with the Punisher. I actually, remember those two issues of the Punisher and Spider-Man teaming up? They have to, yeah, they man. they they go into a. Uh, they discover a military school is training kids to be like assassins. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think that comic book could probably get away with today. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, um, I do love the spectacular spider mail in the back of the issue. It says, Yowza, when I read Spectacular Spider-Man 158, which was part of Acts of Vengeance, I quickly became stuck in it. I must say the big bad team up is brilliant. Spidey was beaten by Graviton and Pace Pop Pete because they were strangers to him. He could have anticipated them like they're his regular enemies. Now as for mm -hmm. Spider Spider mutating, it's a good idea, but please don't make it at last. Spider-Man shouldn't be the most powerful man in the universe. He's a street level true grit hero. I like him that way. And then of course the response is, as you know by now, Spidey's cosmic powers didn't last too long, Brian. We hope you're happy to see the wall crawler back in status. I want to point out something, and I might have pointed out before, that in the letter pages back in the day for DC and Marvel, they would actually mm -hmm. publish people's real addresses. Whereas today, if someone's address is published on the internet, that is a oh. bad mistake. Yeah, that is a big no-no. Yeah, is... definitely. Uh, the ads in this issue, Drew, I don't know how you're reading this. How are you reading this? Um, I'm, I'm reading it digitally, so I am seeing some of the ads. Okay, so the so first much. ad on the beginning of the back of the front cover, I'm only going to mention a couple of them because I want to uh, get on to the next recording. We have uh -huh. Fabio in Iron Sword, Wizards and Warriors 2. <laughs> have you seen the trailer for The Lost City? Uh, no. It's a Shannon, uh, sorry, Sandra Bullock movie uh, co-starring Chandra uh, Chatting Tatum and Brad Pitt. Uh -huh. She is a oh, um, adventure romance writer, and Chatting Tatum is her book cover model. And uh -huh. her and uh, Ch Tatum get wrapped up in a real adventure, even though they're not adventure people. They're just a writer and a model. And along the way, they meet Brad Pitt. Okay. Yeah, it okay. looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a lot I'm of fun. Uh, Blood and Guts, uh, Konami video game ad for Motocross Maniacs and the Castlevania Adventure. And then on the back, we have strap in for the full throttle action for Sky Shark for the Nintendo Entertainment System. 
Sky Shark. And then we also have a profile for Mary Jan uh, Jav Javins, who I did reach out to. Did I reach out to her? No, I reached out to someone else. So I reached out to one of these people from these profile things, and she uh -huh. respectfully declined coming on the Dorking Network. That 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 the past of uh, working for Marvel is behind her. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, to eat one, I mean, but uh, you know. Marie uh, was assistant editor on Akira, which Marvel did publish once upon a time before Dark mm -hmm. Horse took it over. Alien Legion, Marvel. which I'm assuming mm -hmm. is tied to the movie or the TV show. Havoc mm -hmm. and Wolverine, Elsewhere Prince, Star Wars, uh, Blueberry Graphic Novels, uh, Mobius's Blueberry Graphic Novels, which I've never read, and Electra Acts of Love. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. And then Stan Soapbox, he talks a little bit about uh, the upcoming um, uh, two-hour spectacular television movie, The Death of the Incredible Hulk. Wow. Do you know how that Hulk died in that movie, Drew? I, it's been a long time. He Remind me. falls out of a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> he falls out of a helicopter. They, they, they can't all be winners, Chris. Yeah. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with issue 163 to wrap up this Hobgoblin storyline. Drew, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find me also on Instagram, um, Ghostbusterman1984. Um, when I'm not either there, I am feverishly, furiously working on articles for the Screen Rant. Um, I'm also doing a lot with the Dorkening. I'm on uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man, the Salvage Shema podcast with Chris, and I'm also on... And you can find me over on the Dead TV podcast, which is the other podcast that is currently airing, as well as Goth Girl Horror. We're going to have a big episode coming up soon on Goth Girl Horror. We have the miniseries Hackslash versus the Army of Darkness with special guest stars Tim Seeley and Daniel Leister, who are the writer and the artist of that series. Um, so and you can check out my own comic book, which was published a couple months ago, Vlada, Chronicle of the Damned, to tie into Vlada, a Dracula tale, which ties into Vlada, the Resurrection, which ties into Vlada's Guest, which ties into Vlada, the audiobook. And coming up later this year, we got a big announcement, as well as a new photo cover and a photo issue-centric uh for Vlada coming up, uh, we're going to be doing a photo cover with the incredibly beautiful and sexy, talented actress, model Sarah French will be dressing up as Vlada for a cover. And there'll be a few extra pages in that special edition issue as well, uh, behind the scenes of uh, her photo shoot too. So stay tuned for that. Sarah has been a longtime friend of mine and frequent guest on the show, and she'll be back on my show coming up soon for the sequel to her hit horror movie, Blind, uh, called Pretty Boy. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with issue 163. Awesome. I can't wait.